We're heading to kickoff on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Bears talk continues right after the game. Join us for the Bears postgame show with Jeff Meller and Howard Griffin. And Bears Monday begins at 7 a.m. with a new morning show, Cap and J Hood. This is ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. We're going to hear Yurko's keys in just a little bit. Also, uh, we'll hear from Alan Robinson, Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner here. The Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Be here with you till about three thirty. Um, Brian, the last boy, I want to say the last six weeks, last seven weeks, we've been doing the uh, Points Bet pregame contest, and we are doing it again today because. The Bears are in the playoffs, and they are still playing. Uh, so a little bit later on during the show, we'll let you know when. Um, and all you have to do is be the 10th caller, and the winner will get a $200 game day package, $100 in wagers on horse racing via the mobile club Hawthorne account, which I'm not eligible for, but I could use that because my account has dwindled, uh, and $100 in sports wagers via the mobile points bet account. Uh, we'll tell you when to call. It's very simple. you just got to be 21 or over and a resident of Illinois, and we'll do that a little bit later on in the show. Um, yeah, my, uh, my horse racing account has dwindled to, uh, I think I have 50 cents. So you can't make a 50. Well, you actually could make a 10 cent, 10 cent superfecta. There but, you go. Uh, yeah, it's hard enough. Usually, I make a ten cent super effect, and I think if you box it, it's two forty. The last few weeks, I can't even get one horse right, let alone four. Exactly. But, yeah, but I know. I know. It's been very difficult. Of we're late. Mire- mired in a little bit of difficulty here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Lee, Leah. Uh, <laughs> yes, we certainly are. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. So, Alan Robinson in the last meeting with the New Orleans Saints in Week Eight, Robinson had six catches, eighty seven yards. And uh, he was covered a lot by Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore is a big name um, guy in the secondary for the New Orleans Saints. And Robinson was asked this week if there's anything he can take from that game. Uh, it was a 26-23 loss in overtime earlier this season at Soldier Field. A little bit different circumstances, you know, obviously different players. And then we had one the division, you know, um, so we were coming off, I think at that point in time, maybe like five or six straight wins at that point in time, like that point in time in the season, something like that. But you know, again, I mean, for us, you know, um, it hasn't been, you know, uh, it's been an up and down year for us. But again, I mean, we've had more ups than downs, obviously, because we're in the playoffs, you know. So, again, for us, it's just about capitalizing on our opportunity. You know, that's the main thing. Again, I mean, for us, we have a lot of guys who've been through adversity through the season. We've been through adversity as a team through the season. And we feel like, again, that, that has made us a better team, you know, when it comes to certain things down the stretch. You know, so, again, I mean, guys have leaned on each other and have had to lean on each other all season. So, again, the playoffs isn't any different. You know, guys are locked in, tuned in, and, and guys are excited for the opportunity. On I, Sunday. I, I think that's one of the things is that, you know, no matter what happens, when you're playing sports, you want to get to the playoffs, okay? Obviously, your goal is ultimately to win the big one, but you can't do that until you get to the playoffs. And, you know, I'm sure that deep down inside, they probably realize there's it's an outside shot they, that they go anywhere. But uh, you've got to get to the playoffs, and it's got to be fun for these guys after the 5-1 and one start, even though they got in because of a gift, because of the extra team this year. You know, they've got to be pumped at practice this week and probably ready for the Saints. Well, think about that, Fred. I mean, he, he just said, Alan just said, ups and downs. I've never seen a season like this, no. right, in, in any sport I've covered, where, as he alluded to, you start 5-1, and one. And you, you're almost a certainty to be in the playoffs. And, and now you're talking about buys and maybe, you know, buying for the division. Then most teams don't ever see in the NFL a six-game losing streak. I mean, the, 
you know, a few of the really bad organizations, it's almost impossible to lose six in a row in the NFL. Right. There's some teams that look past you. It's a you know, so-called trap game, whatever. And then you come back and you take advantage of the schedule and you get a three-game win streak and the offense is all of a sudden clicking and looking different and all that. But there were really ups and downs underneath the ups and downs, right? Because during the 5-1, and one, the defense was as advertised, we wanted to believe anyway, as the offense was still, you know, Matt Nagy didn't want you to be negative and ask him about, well, wait a minute, we know you're 5-1, and one, but what about that offense? Well, don't, don't go ahead and, you know, criticize. We're going to enjoy this. Yeah. And then the six-game losing streak comes, and a lot of it has to do with the defense as much as the offense. And if – Truth be told, and that's why we have one of the poll questions, Twitter questions today, what do you trust more uh, on the Bears, offense or defense? And one of our responders, Chris O'Neill, said the correct answer is no, to which Eric Ostrowski, <laughs> running our ESPN 1000, said special teams then. Uh, you know, well, we have other options. But but the point is, you the record was up and down. The defense was up and down. The offense was down, 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 and now up, and then down last week. I can't wait to hear the uh, season in review that we're going to run at the end yeah. of the show because you don't see seasons like this. You no. just you couldn't you couldn't have written this thing out and had anyone believe that would would actually play out in in, in actuality. No, with a sixteen game season, you start the first six games five and one. You figure the worst we're going to do is split. That gives you ten wins. Okay. Yep. So they did worse than that. Uh, they ended up with eight for the season. And um, I was talking yesterday, and I kept saying, you know. Five weeks ago, we thought that Pace would have been gone, Nagy would have been gone, who knows, Trubisky probably gone. But after they came back and won three in a row, it's it's difficult. I would think it would be difficult to get rid of a head coach who's not had a losing season. Now, people already called up and they said, well, Lovey Smith got fired at 10-6. and six. He did, but he had been there for nine years. He w- he had six seasons above that were eight, 500 or better. He had three losing seasons in that time. but And they had just come off three straight uh, I think they were eleven and five, eight and eight, and uh, then ten and, and six. And, and the new GM was told, you know, you got right. a year to, with the head coach because yeah. they didn't want to pay Lovey to go away. Sure. So he was just waiting for the clock to run out, and he was going to bring in his guy, Mark Tressman, and we know how that played out. So the fact is that Ryan Pace isn't firing Matt Nagy if Ryan Pace keeps the job, right? right? So right. it would have to be George McCaskey. And I, I've said it for weeks, and. I don't think I think George McCaskey was looking for reasons not to fire anybody, and he got those reasons with the three game win streak and the prolific offense the Bears put together against bad defenses, but started to look like a legitimate NFL offense anyway. My question to you would be: Is Chuck Pagano coaching for his Bear coach, his coaching Boy, life today? I would think so. The way the defense has taken, you know, has fallen backwards. Um, Brad Biggs with a very interesting uh, point in his column today. He said players 30 or older accounted for 37.5% of the snaps on defense. That doesn't include 29-year-old Khalil Mack, who will join the age bracket next season. The Bears have only three regular contributors on rookie contracts on defense, including Smith, defensive end Bilal Nichols, and rookie cornerback Jalen Johnson. Talks about how units in decline can fall apart quickly. Says if you go back to 2012 when the Bears were 10-6 and six, but missed the playoffs despite being ranked fifth in defense, eighth versus the run and pass, sixth on third down, um, and third in scoring and first in takeaways, the next year, as the players got older, the Bears were 30th in total defense, 32nd wow. against the run, and tied for 30th in scoring. Well, this Bears team didn't wait till the end of the year. 
they did this from the middle of the season on. Yep. I mean, yep. all the numbers we have here, the defense allowed five touchdowns. Well, let's see. They had nine touchdowns allowed in the first nine games, or first six games, 30 in the, in the next 10. Remarkable. Ten, yeah, 10 interceptions, tied for 23rd, 16 takeaways, the red zone efficiency, first half of the year. They led the NFL with a 29.8 red zone efficiency. They're 31st in the second half of the season. So Chuck Pagano, didn't wait, they didn't wait this defense till the year ended to, stay, to turn around. At the midway point of the season, they've completely gone the other way, and the defense has been brutal. They've won the games recently because of their offense, not because of their defense. Um, and, and look, we talked about it on the pregame show throughout, um, in, in particular the last month or so, Khalil Mack, I mean, he's talking a good game leading up to this one. Yeah. God bless him. And the numbers aren't terrible, but they're certainly not the numbers he brought, put up in his first year after the big trade. And that's exactly you. That's the guy you had to get, and you got the first year. But since then, it's just been a pretty good player, a, a very good player at times, but not not a guy that teams are worried are, are game planning against. No. Robert Quinn's just a complete joke this year. I mean, there's no other way to say it. It's just he's stealing money, and – he has a chance today to to make it all go away and be forgiven if he comes up with the game of his Bears career and actually it helps because Roquan Smith is out. And Roquan Smith and Akeem Hicks are guys that are give, bringing it every day. And, and, and Akeem Hicks and, and Roquan Smith, I mean, okay, AP gives uh, Roquan second-team All-Pro right. honors, but he wasn't a pro bowler. And, and Akeem Hicks, I think, is still underappreciated, maybe not here in Chicago, but league-wide. And... We saw what happened when he went out, right? Yep. So, you, you you need, I mean, you need a huge game from guys like Quinn and Khalil Mack, and some of these younger guys. It'd be great if Kyle Fuller figured out a way to get a, you know, take a take a, a ball away or two away from the Saints today. But it's all hands on deck. And then the offense, if it's the offense that showed up at Green Bay, you're in trouble. If it's the offense that was putting up points hand over fist against bad defenses, then you got yourself a game. So we'll see which one shows up. The Bears just um, tweeted their inactives. It looks like the whole starting group. Darnell Mooney, Buster Screen, Jalen Johnson, oh boy. Roquan Smith, and then um, outside linebacker Travis Gibson, who has played in the last couple of weeks, uh, Daniel McCullers, and uh, Lachavius Simmons, uh, an offensive line guy and also a, a nose tackle. But uh, yeah, that uh, it's not a good one. We'll te- we'll check the uh, Saints also. But let's we we can't go a week in the pregame without getting Yurko's keys. We d- we did tell you that Yurko, along with Carmen and Waddle, are going to be on Twitch.tv. They'll be analyzing and breaking down the game as it's played. You can go to Twitch.tv, go to ESPN One Thousand Chicago, and you can watch the guys as they are talking about it throughout the game today. But here's Yurko's keys. They're always keys for Bears victory. This is Yurko's keys to the game. stepping up, fires on the sideline. Robinson makes the catch. Yurko gives us what to watch for in this week's Bears game. And it's intercepted, and it's Eddie Jackson under pressure again. Can he get away? No, he can't. Of course, it's Mac. Yurko's keys to the game only on ESPN One Thousand. Yeah, remember those days? Of course it's Mac. Yeah, who would? Uh, who else would it be? Why wouldn't it be Khalil Mack wrecking the game? Al Michaels on the call. Hopefully we hear Jim Nance say that a few times. Or Noah Eagle on Nickelodeon mm, say that a that. few times. Right, Yerk? Yes. All right, good kid. It is time for your keys. I ask you, what are the keys to victory? Carmen, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> the keys to victory for the Chicago Bears playing in New Orleans against the Sean Payton, Drew Brees-led 
New Orleans Saints in the Superdome. Key number one. The creme needs to rise to the top. The cream needs to rise to the top. I need the elite players on the Chicago Bears team, the highly paid players to play the best football of their careers. Hicks, Mack. I need uh, Fuller to play well. I need Allen Robinson to get things done. I need guys to have the best efforts of the season in this one. The forgotten Anthony Miller. I need him to step to the mic and get something done. Cream rising to the top. Key number two. Thank you. We've had this one before, and we're going to go with 73-37. 73-37. Offense, please. Bears score touchdowns. Defense, if they're going to move on the ball, bend but do not break. Force field goal attempts. This is what you're going to need to do if you think you've got a chance against the New Orleans Saints. 73-37. Key number three. I got to have explosive plays, guys. The big pop plays. We've got to have them. Explosive plays. You've got to have those in your game. Over the top. Double moves. Good things happening on special teams. Corduroy Patterson, where have you been, my friend? I'd love to see you again. Pick one up. Take it back. Not much unlike the great Desmond Howard did in the Superdome. Circa 1997 January, my friend. Key number four. Capitalize on your opportunities, Carm. There's going to be a limited amount of opportunities for each individual to make the biggest impact in the play in the game that he can with those plays that are going to be there for him to make. You need to capitalize. Last week, balls hitting defenders' hands going straight to the ground. Problem. You can't let that happen this week. Okay? Capitalize on your opportunities when you have a chance to make a play. Please go about the business of making plays. And those are the keys to a Bears victory at the Superdome. Bears. Yeah. He talked about big plays. Uh, it'd be nice to see the Bears come up with a few big plays. A nice return by uh, Cordero Patterson or something like that, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a three-phase game today. Uh, yeah. You just you can't, as much as you want to believe, the defense can shut down the Saints and they're going to have to do it to win the game. That's great. But the offense is going to have to take advantage of everything. And I'm with, I, I, I'm with York. I said it earlier in the show. It can't be this just short pass, real kind of uh, – scared type offense you're going to have to take shots down the field by design and get that defense on its heels at all possible you can't just throw these five yard six yard little flare outs and say well that look he's 70 percent completion for mitch well that's wonderful but they ain't going to get it done and they'll end up in in cairo santos having a great day but not nearly enough points on the scoreboard to win this game yeah, he always seems to have a great day. Uh, points Bet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet. Download the Points Bet app now. When we come back, we'll check in with Teddy Greenstein. He'll let us know how the wagering for this game is going on the Points Bet Sportsbook app. It's Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner, right here on ESPN 1000. Here's football. We're heading to kickoff on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. So we had some high-scoring games, and now we got the game we're watching today. Uh, Baltimore and um, Tennessee, not exactly what you'd expect. 17-13 game, either late third or early fourth, whatever. But, uh, yeah, some weird plays by... um, 
the uh, Baltimore QB and uh, and and uh, Derrick Henry's not being able to do anything the whole game. There's some hitting going on there. I just saw yeah. third and two, and uh, Tennessee brought the brought the lumber there on that play. And I'm surprised Baltimore, being at or I mean, uh, turn it around. Baltimore put brought the lumber against Tennessee. I'm surprised Tennessee, being at Baltimore's 40 yard line, didn't go for it on fourth and two. But you know they punt it, so there you go. Yeah. Well, the over's not looking really good. So I'll just. What was go. the total there? I want to say 50. Let me, let me see. It was high. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was not. I thought it'd be some scoring in this one. Uh, 54 and a half. Yeah. That's Sounds good. like you might have invested on in that. I, I, I could have. I could have also taken the uh, Baltimore minus six, no, minus three. So uh, I'm okay there. I'm just, you know, just do anything. At this point, I'd rather just split. Just give me a split. That'd be fine. Well, maybe Teddy will tell us what we should be doing. Yeah. Uh, Carm Carm already told us the underdogs have, you know, have been barking since 2016. But um, so far, Tennessee is not covering, right? They're they're getting three and 17-13. Yeah, I got Baltimore minus three. So there you go. yeah, well, well, we'll see. I thought they were. Is, put, is the Bears line up to fourteen yet? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think it's. Uh, actually, I don't think it has. Uh, let's check in. We'll check in with our guy. Uh, we'll check in with Teddy Greenstein out of Points Bet Sportsbook. Um, Teddy, the game has been. You know, it, it's one that's been going back and forth a little bit, but it's been the highest one of the week. Let's see uh, wh- how's it gone today so far, at uh, Teddy. Good afternoon, Fred, and welcome to No Juice Sunday at Points Bet. Whether you like the Bears or perish the thought, the Saints, both are being offered at plus 100. That's even money. No vig. The line opened at 8, spent most of the week at 10, and now sits at 10.5. Perhaps surprising, the public is on the Bears with both 59% of the tickets and 60% of the money on Chicago. The total is 48.5, and two-thirds of the money is on the over. As always, PointsBet is offering hundreds of ways to bet the game. Drew Brees over-under for passing yards is 270.5. Mitch Trubisky's is 241.5. Alvin Kamara is plus 400 to score the first touchdown, followed by Latavius Murray at plus 600. David Montgomery is plus 900. If you want a safer bet, check out our booster. Betting on Montgomery to score a touchdown has been boosted from plus 125 to plus 160. Good luck, everyone. Enjoy the game. Thanks, Teddy. The, the The Montgomery sounds like a sure thing. I mean, if if they get close to the goal line, you're thinking Montgomery's going to score. Yeah, whenever it sounds like a sure I thing. Know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it. You know, again, you mentioned the the New Orleans defense fourth in the league against the run, um, and again, the Bears coming off a game where they were not effective at all, where barely one one for five against Green Bay. So you can't. You can't do that today. I mean, you will be in the dust. It's interesting that that the public money is on the Bears. Maybe it's just the trend of the underdog, and you kept you getting some real value because the line keeps going up. Right. But if for it to go over, are people betting on New Orleans while surpassing their their average of thirty points a game, or are they betting on the Bears to come up with uh, five, six, seven more points than the nineteen over on under they have uh, right now? Well, you think about it when they met. In week eight, uh, I don't know what the over-under was for that game, but I would think it would have been higher than 49. And in overtime, it, it got to 49, 20, you know, 26, 23. So, you know, 
I, I think with all the guys they got back, and we're going to check in with Mike Triplett from uh, ESPN NFL Nation, the uh, Saints writer, but, you know, they've got everybody back. Deontay Harris is back. Michael Thomas is back. Alvin Kamara is off of the COVID list. And they got everybody back. Everyone, yeah. yeah. So you would think that they'd be able to score some points unless the Bears' defense brings it, unless the Bears' defense shows what they saw in the first half of the season. And, and like I said, even losing 26-23 in overtime, that's not awful when you're giving up 26 points to the Saints in OT when um, you know they're averaging 30 points for the year. So the defense did step up and played a pretty decent game, except for a couple of plays that got loose. And Alvin Kamara is a guy that can do that. And uh, so they just got to, you know, they got to play well. And with all the guys that the Bears have down, with Roquan Smith and Jalen Johnson, I didn't think it's amazing. I'm looking at Twitter, and it seems like people thought Jalen Johnson had a chance to play. Now, he, he practiced on a limited basis a little bit throughout the week, but I never thought he was coming back. Did you? No. I mean, it was questionable. And it, it, yeah. his shoulder, I, I you didn't hear the coaches even kind of give an inkling that it was a possibility. And so it's not a surprise when the inactives came out today that he's still out. And, and talking about Roquan Smith being out, uh, one of our Twitter poll questions is which Bears defenseman has to be a star today to help fill that void. Um, I guess no surprise because Khalil Mack is the guy and he's the stud and he's the guy who gave up all the draft, uh, all the trade resources and you're paying him all that money. Um, 60% saying he's got to be the guy. I guess Akeem Hicks is 17.8% currently in the poll because I, I think most people say he brings it all the time. You know what you're going to get from him. He's going to leave it out in the field. Right. And and your guy, Robert Quinn, uh, he's your guy since he's not. <laughs> yeah. Since 16, he's nobody else's guy. No, 16, yeah. 16.4%. believe the $90 million man who's getting $30 million this year is uh, is going to do anything of note today. Well, I'm looking here. It says here, Quinn and Mac have a combined salary hit on the salary cap of 20 uh, in 2020, north of 32 million. They've combined for 11 sacks. Okay. Yeah. See, you, you would have hoped for better. Yes. Uh, you, you better value there. Uh, you just uh, you'd like a both. Bit more. To, you'd like both to have 11 sacks. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. For that yeah, kind of money. Why isn't Leonard Floyd still here? Oh, yeah, boy. I know. Uh, and then uh, Akeem Hicks. No sacks since week three. Now, I understand. He's push, He's rushing from the middle. You don't get as many sacks. Just don't look at Steve McMichael's numbers from the middle. Uh, <laughs> 93 or something like that in his career. I don't know why he wasn't in the, isn't in the Hall of Fame. Um, but Akeem Hicks, no sacks since week three, and he has seven tackles for loss. Ah, you'd think that number might be a little higher for Akeem yeah. Hicks. Just it's a little for, bit higher. Not, not lack of effort, though. And he was hurt for a little bit Yes, there. he was. Yes, yeah. he was. Hey, but you know, your guy Bobby Quinn, he had the uh, the sack on the first play that he, against the Giants. <laughs> yeah, and then crickets. Yeah, yeah. They've but allowed the, they allowed... the direct deposit still works just fine. Yeah, yes. yeah, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. And uh, it's funny. I, me, and Yurko were like the last people to get direct deposit here. I don't know if Yurko. I still don't think Yurko has it. I. Were you waiting for a toaster oven to be as an incentive? Well, no, I mean, no, here's my do they still do that? The I, banks still give you like you know, here's something. They used to, they used to give you a toaster, waffle iron. Yeah. But Eric, Eric, I don't think you're, does Yurko have it yet? I don't. Think I'm you, really not sure, but it'd be funny. Sometimes on the weekend, Yurko would drive in from Northwest Indiana to pick up to his pay paycheck, check. and yeah. it's like, what year is this, Yurko? The reason the reason <laughs> I did it, and, I, and this is a bizarre reason, but I had I had been offered to two other places I worked. Uh, I had been offered direct deposit, and both times, the first time, they screwed it up. And I said, forget it. Just give me a check. So finally, 
Annabelle here to finally convinced me to get direct deposit, and uh, now I'm, you know, I've I've made it's, it. I made it, it to the two thousands. That reminds twenty years me, late. Back back when uh, late eighties. Yeah. Um, who was it? Uh, it was after Murdoch sold the Sun Times. So okay, we were we were not really sold on the fact that ownership had much money. Uh, so when the checks came out on Fridays, the old Sun Times building, four hundred one North Wabash. Yeah, we. It was amazing how many people rushed across the plaza to the bank in the Wrigley building to cash the check because you were worried that, you know, half the checks were going to be good and the other half they'd run out of money. Yeah. So you'd go over there and, and pretty much the entire Sun-Times editorial staff was in line trying to get their checks cashed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you forget I worked at Webio. So yeah, <laughs> that gas card was a nice touch. I under, I understand how uh, every once in a while that can happen. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. You want to jump on in? We come back. We will hear from Mike Triplett. He covers the New Orleans Saints, and they've got to be all excited because they get all their guys back. We'll check in with Mike. We come back. It's Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner, the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN One Thousand. Continuing, continuing, continuing Bears coverage. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN1000. Follow us on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. And we have more Bears right now. The Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN1000. It wasn't good enough because we didn't finish it, but to go punch for punch with them and get to overtime, now we got to finish. But a lot of respect for what they do. Uh, really, I say all three phases, really all four phases with their coaches. Too. That's Matt Nagy talking about the first meeting with these two teams, the Saints here at Soldier Field, final 26-23 in overtime. Don't forget Points Bet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet on the sports you care about. Download the Points Bet app now to get $100 in free bets when you deposit $20 with code ESPN. Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner with you here on ESPN 1000, the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. And uh, the Bears and Saints kick off in about an hour from now. And let's check in down in New Orleans and talk with Mike Triplett, the ESPN NFL Nation guy, and uh, see how exactly the Saints are preparing for this one. Mike, the the Saints got to be pretty excited. They got everybody back for this game, don't they? Yeah, the timing is good. And some of that was by design. Uh, They decided Michael Thomas was playing through his ankle injury for about six weeks and playing okay, but never getting quite fully healthy. So they decided let's shut him down for the last three weeks of the regular season and try to get him back close to 100% for the playoffs. So not only is he back, they're hoping that they're going to get maybe the best version of Michael Thomas that they've gotten since week one. And then obviously making sure to get Alvin Kamara back from the reserve COVID list uh, is a big boost. So uh, um, they're not the only ones. They they were doing the same thing with a couple of their safeties. It's about as healthy as they've been all year. And Mike, it's amazing when you think that Breeze and Kamara and Michael Thomas have only been on the field for 10 quarters throughout the entire season together. They've been on the field. And yet this team can still put up 30-plus points per game on average. Um, what does that say about the coaching or the quarterback in particular? It, it, who's had the, the better season, uh, Sean Payton or Drew Brees? Well, this season I think you'd probably say Payton. Um, and really, I think he's sort of cemented his legacy in the recent years. Uh, in this kind of four-year stretch, have become 
a little more of a run-heavy team. They actually ran for more yards this year than they have since 1983. Um, and, and he's won. He's got an 8-1 record now without Breeze at quarterback. They went 5-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater last year, 3-1 and with Taysom Hill this year. Um, this year he leaned on Kamara more while Thomas missed so much time. Thomas missed nine games. Kamara, for a while there, looked like he might be the offensive player of the year. Uh, and a lot of that also is a tribute to how good this offensive line is in New Orleans, that they're really good protecting Drew Brees and really good running the ball. But it shows that the Saints can do it in a lot of different ways. Mike Triplett from ESPN joining us here on ESPN 1000. Um, there wasn't a lot of talk about it, even here this week, but did the NFL purposely have this game on Sunday so that Alvin Kamara could play? Because if it was yesterday, he would not have been off the list right, correct? I mean, I don't think so. Um Although I do think the decisions of who's playing in these games has a lot to do with, you know, TV ratings, networks, right. uh, and the matchups they want. Um, so I did kind of think it had a better chance of being on Sunday because of the Chicago market. But, yeah, maybe the networks prefer, hey, we'd like to get an Alvin Kamara game instead <laughs> of a non-Alvin Kamara game. But, but look, I, you know, look, the Saints fans were paranoid they were going to put it on Saturday because they, sure. they think the league hates the Saints. Uh, <laughs> they put Tampa Bay. They put Tampa Bay on a Saturday night, made Tom Brady play out in the cold weather at night on a short week, uh, and, and, you know, the Buccaneers didn't have time to get all their players back. So I, I don't know necessarily that the Saints played favorites with the Saints, but it certainly certainly ended up working out well for them. So the Bears are missing Roquan Smith, and that's huge on defense for the Bears. Uh, Saints are missing Trey Hendrickson. 13 and a half sacks, but they do get back irritant C.J. Gardner-Johnson, and we remember – Last time the two teams met, he got Javon Wims to punch him in the helmet because, you know, he pulled his mouth guard out. But I love CJ tweeted out, I'm back. And here's a guy with 69, 66 tackles and 13 passes defended, five tackles for loss. Uh, he might irritate people in his own locker room, but he's a pretty damn good football player. Yeah, it will be an interesting sidelight to watch today because um... – you know, emotions could play a part uh, in this game with people who still have the residual bad feeling, and that's the thing the Saints have to avoid. I'm sure they've talked about that because, look, I mean, when you're the favorite in a game like this, uh, um, you just got to make sure you, you you know you're not giving stupid freebies. You know, you don't want to give personal foul penalties, roughing the passer penalties, turnovers, big plays. Uh, so I, I'm sure uh, I'm sure they want to make sure nothing goes awry in, in that area. Same with anything else. Yeah, there's no doubt. I want to ask you about Drew Brees. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I don't know, it sounded like every rib he had was broken or fractured. <laughs> I mean, what, what what's his condition right now? He's uh, Look, he's another one who the timing has worked out well because he came back and played the final three games of the season. And he was definitely still showing a lot of rust and limitations in his first game. Looked better in his second game, looked even better last week, um, and, and actually has thrown some balls down the field further than he was earlier in the season. Okay. Um, so I think we're going to get a version of Drew Brees that is, you know, as strong as he looked in his age 41 season. We're not going to get the 2011 <laughs> Drew Brees or anything like that, but um, I, I don't think he's really battling too many limitations. So the uh, Saints defense, NFL best, tied for uh, NFL best, 18 interceptions, five against Carolina uh, last week. Was that Does that speak more to Carolina's disarray, or was that just a dominant defensive performance for New Orleans? They, they had a ton of opportunities last week. They actually dropped 
three potential interceptions in that game too. So, um, and 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 a lot of them came late when the game really was out of hand. But um, I, you know, it is a, the Saints have done a really good job all year of getting pressure with their defensive line and giving opportunities for that secondary. And now they're going to be as healthy and deep in the secondary as they've been all year. So that is something they can absolutely do. Mike, we appreciate you jumping on for a few minutes. Uh, I know that the um, maybe there are some fans around the NFL, and I know down in New Orleans definitely, that feel the Saints have gotten the raw end of the deal the last several years. You know, the miracle <laughs> of Minnesota and every you know, the, the non-call against the Rams and things like that. Uh, nobody in Chicago is pulling for the Saints, but I'm sure there are a lot of people out there. That, does that come up as you approach this playoff series now? Well, I would say this. I mean, um, the Saints are sort of the, the poster team for how hard it is to get to a Super Bowl. Um, as you mentioned, they've had so many. I mean, it's been this is their seventh trip uh, to the playoffs since they went to the Super Bowl, and they've fallen short of getting back there with the, with all those things. Another funny wrinkle, only three teams in NFL history have ever gone 13-3 and three and not gotten a first-round bye. It happened to them twice, and now they're a two-seed that isn't getting a first-round bye because of the expanded playoffs. So it, it seems like they used up all their karma in 2009. We'll see if they can finally break through it. That's amazing. Mike, we appreciate you jumping out for a few minutes. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. Thanks, Mike. Mike Triplett from ESPN NFL Nation. Yeah, I can't feel bad about it. I mean, you know, no, I know, <laughs> I know. But if you had no, if you had no dog in the fight, I mean, everything he just said. I mean, you know, the Minnesota miracle. Why the guy doesn't tackle uh, Diggs at that point, and then you know the non-call against the Rams, where they've actually changed rules because of it. And uh, <laughs> it is remarkable. Yeah. I mean, I would like to be a fan of a team that. You know, has those seven trips and that goes every you know, has year, a, right? Yeah, has an opportunity and actually looks like the real deal until yeah. they don't go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, Mitch, uh, Mitch Trubisky getting ready to go up against the Saints. He wasn't the quarterback when they met before, and Mitch talked about going up against New Orleans. Yeah, they play tough. They play tough, and and they play hard nosed football, and they're going to be in your face, and they're going to try to change it up with a bunch of different blitzes and try to confuse you with different looks. And um, it, I think when you go against a team that gives you different looks and tries to confuse the quarterback, you just got to be on point with what you, what plays you have in your game plan and where you need to go with the football um, versus whatever look they're showing. So for me, it's just going to be a, a big study week on, on our game plan and in film study and just making sure that I'm on the same page with my guys and whatever look we get that um, we're in the right play and and we can have a successful play out of whatever they try to bring at us. So, it, again, it's going to be efficiency on first and second down, staying out of uh, third longs and, and being in those third man tools that we've been uh, better at these last few weeks and, and staying on the field. So, And once we get down in the red zone, it's going to be huge to come away with points. But uh, we got a lot of respect for this defense, and, and we know it's going to be a good challenge this weekend. Yeah, he sounds like he's ready. He sounds like he's prepared. We'll see how, you know if that matters at all when uh, the Bears and Saints take the field a little less than an hour from now. We come back, we'll see how our polls are doing uh, on the Bears. We'll also give you some of our bold predictions. We've got Jeff Dickerson joining us at 3 o'clock. And don't forget, before we're out of here, we'll play our Bears 2020 season in review. And uh, as you said earlier, it's been up and down throughout the entire course of the year, one of the stranger years you'll ever hear, and you'll get a chance to hear all the highlights a little bit later on here. When the game's over, don't forget, I know we have Notre Dame basketball. 
But as soon as Notre Dame basketball is over, hopefully it's this Bears game goes a little bit long. Yesterday, the second game of the day went to like 7.20. So there's a good chance that, um, you know, Notre Dame will be over and hopefully their postgame show will be near over. And uh, then it'll have Jeff Meller and also Howard Griffith with the postgame show for two hours, taking your calls and talking about the Bears, hopefully surprising everybody and knocking off the New Orleans Saints. Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner, we come back in just a moment after this on ESPN 1000. Now, the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show continues. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Congrats to Terry from uh, Midway as uh, he will win the uh, $200 gift prize from the points bet uh, sportsbook people as he gets $100 from club hawthorne $100 from points bet sportsbook uh points bet sportsbook the fast and easy way to bet and download the points bet app now and uh there will be no long run for the tennessee titans as um their season comes to an end a uh, game that i don't know if a lot of people expected this uh lamar jackson 16 carries 136 yards wow yeah and uh he went 17 for 24 throwing the ball, but Derrick Henry, 18 rushes for 40 yards, a 2.2 average, and 20 to 13, the Ravens move on. They advance. And cover. Yeah. Yeah, they and cover, yeah. and obviously the uh, the 54 was nowhere near. So, But they did cover, so that's good. And it was weird, too. Um, Lamar Jackson runs off the field as soon as the game's oh, over. Boy. Well, he was, that's what he's doing all day. Why not run to the locker room, too? <laughs> yeah, but uh, he, the, yeah, post-game interviews, uh, you got people to say congratulations to that was interesting i don't know he came back out and i think someone was said hey come on they need you on tv and they need you, you. To they can't to go to twitch. locker rooms anymore you right to get to twitch and see if karm was on yet sure sure uh they're all geeked up uh in case you missed it it'll be carmen defalco yurko waddle they're all going to be in carmen's garage and uh they're going to be you'll be able to see them they'll be analyzing the game you'll see them on twitch.tv just go to ESPN 1000 Chicago. If you watch the guys during the week or even us now, uh, we're on twitch.tv. And uh, you can see um, those guys. They'll be breaking it down for this you. This could turn into a, a, like a regular series, right? Oh, I'm Carm's sure it will. Garage. Yeah, Carm's Garage. Up in, who's going to be in Carm's Garage this week? Yeah. Because he opens the door and all of yeah. a some celebrity shows up. Yep. Has a little bourbon. You Why know? not? A couple tacos. Yeah, he interviews them, and then next week, you know, you never know who's going to show up. Has someone else? Yeah, it's a whole tacos new... and bourbon with Carmen DeFalco. Yeah. There you yeah. go. There you go. The tacos look good. He was making barbacoa. He was oh, every yeah, yeah he, looked awesome. He put he puts those pictures out on social media. Yeah, I was like, good lord. I mean, I know how to microwave stuff, but yeah. this guy, yeah, you know, he's got it all going. Well, I did. Let's see. For New Year's Eve, I did ribeyes and scallops. I didn't realize how easy scallops were. Now that I know how easy they are to make, I will have them more often. And Not then, a fan. yeah, no, uh, no, the texture. Some people don't like the texture. I mean, but yeah, yeah, and um, and then I ma- I make a lot of eggs, a lot of breakfasts, and I put that out usually on Facebook. I don't usually put hey, it on my Twitter. You know, what I I got now. It's my new thing. I mean, I like grilling. I, I can actually yeah. grill pretty well. I'd... Air fryer, all right. Okay. You can do anything in an air fryer. Yep. I mean, it's it's um it's pork roast. I mean, uh, upside down stuffed tacos or loaded tacos. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I got some chicken wings. I'll have be thrown in there for the Bears game. Um, it's 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 amazing. Okay. Now, pressure I've... cooker, air fryer. Okay, I've got a ninja. 
pressure cooker that also browns. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Okay, enough. but that's I've that's never, I've never used. It's a monster. It's like yeah. the biggest thing I've ever seen in my kitchen. It's exactly even bigger what I than have. me. Okay, and, and then I've got to learn. Well, because, it's not bigger than. I mean, I've got one that's a countertop. I don't have one that's. No, it's know. on the countertop, but I mean, it. You can't lift the lid up because the, if you lifted the lid, you got to pull it out from the counters to pull the lift the lid up because it's huge. Yeah, and it's got baskets and all the others. I just, yeah. it's, it's intimidating. It, I got to figure well, it all out. You know what? Once you do, you'll, every day you'll be doing. What's something. the best? What's the best thing to put in it the first time? Mm, first thing I did was chicken uh, breasts look easy. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the the cookbook has one, two, or three dots on the on the recipes. Okay, one is the simplest, and three is the most challenging, and they're not all that challenging if you just if okay. you know how to read. <laughs> well, you'll be okay. I did go to school in Cicero, but I do know how to read. <laughs> so, uh, quickly, let's get to let's get to our um, not our bold predictions, but how the polls did. Um, you got those, Eric? Yep, I got them here. Okay. So the first one we put up was heading into today's game, which is very close now. Who do you trust more, the Bears? Uh, who do you trust more on the Bears, their offense or their defense? It's actually very tight. 55% of the voters said they trust the offense more than the defense. That's funny. That's exactly the number that was in the Sun-Times in the Sun-Times poll earlier this week. Well, I think that speaks to the half loaf he got. Or less yeah. from each unit during the season, right? Sure. Probably. Probably. What's the next one? With Roquan Smith out, which Bears defenseman must star today? Uh, let's see. We'll start with the bottom. His replacements, Woods and... EA Booneyway. And him, yeah. uh, 6%. Robert Quinn got 16%. Akeem Hicks with only 17%, which is weird that it's only 1% higher than right. Quinn. And oh, then boy. Khalil Mack won with 60%. Okay, so we need to see Khalil Mack, number 52, make some things happen. Knock the ball away, you know, create a fumble, do something, force fumble, whatever. That would be nice to see. And the last one? The Saints over-under for their points to score is 30. How many points must the Bears hold them in order to win? Uh, at the bottom was 0 to 10 points is 8%. With 14%, it says doesn't matter, they can't win. Uh-huh. <laughs> 30% saying they need to hold them to 21 to 30 points. And then with 49% of the votes, they need to hold them to 11 to 20 points. Yeah, that's mm. that's the one I put. I put 11 yeah. to 20. And if they can do, if they hold them under, if they hold them to 20 points, they should win the game. They should. Yeah. I, I'm they, not saying will or could. Yeah, they could. They should. Yeah, there's no is doubt. Is the line up to 13 yet? What is the 14? What's the, I think no I'm point, points, but I think it's only 10 and a half still. Ten and a half and uh, 48. Ten and a half, 48. The money line and the Bears. You want to bet the Bears to win straight up? Uh, plus 430. That's not bad. You give me a loan? <laughs> you take four times your money. So, uh, real quickly, let's do uh, uh, some bold predictions. Mine's easy. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, three touchdown passes today. Wow. Wow. That's bold. Very simple. Okay. So the uh, last time Bears and Saints met, Saints uh, went for 122 yards rushing, and uh, David Montgomery went for 89 yards on 21 carries. Both those numbers, the the Saints number has to come down by about 35, and Montgomery's number has to go up by about 35, and the Bears could be in good shape there. Bold predictions. Okay, and then mine is the Bears MVP, Cairo Santos. We'll have (laughs) not one, not two, but three... Field goals of fifty plus yards. A fifty That's plus a bold statement. Okay, I was. I thought you were just going to say he'd have three. I figured I had to three and fifty plus. plus. Yep. Well, indoors. 
Yeah. Oh, you can we do it. talk about the three PATs he's going to miss. What? <laughs> that, that's irrelevant. I'll still hit my bold prediction otherwise. Yeah, you will. You will. Uh, we come back. We'll check in with our guy, Jeff Dickerson. He's been following this team for way too long, uh, and now he continues to follow them. So we will check in with J.D. We come back in just two minutes here on ESPN 1000. The Double H Attack is back. Hubner. Come on, turn Hanley. This is... The Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. This year, we've all been challenged. But with great challenge comes great opportunity. With challenge comes possibility. It's the playoffs, man. And anything is possible. When we play together, when we fight together, all in for this city man let's go Akeem Hicks sounds pumped he along with the rest of the defense need to step up today and slow down Breeze and Thomas and Kamara and everybody else points bet, <laughs> points bet sportsbook the fast and easy way to bet on the sports you care about download the points bet app now get $100 in free bets when you deposit $20 with code ESPN. Yeah, they just got to stop everybody. Latavius Murray. Yeah, you name it. Uh, everybody. <laughs> all the guys that are out there. Um, and and one guy that knows better than anybody how this team has done this year is our guy, Jeff Dickerson. And as always, brought to you by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Chicago Bears. J.D., how you doing? This is like bonus time with you guys here oh, yeah. this week. This is great. This is unexpected. <laughs> now, full disclosure, it's a it's a bit strange to be watching the Bears and Saints play in the Superdome and not be nursing a hangover here on game day <laughs> afternoon. I mean, this is the one real pitfall of, of not making the trip. I'm sure that Patty O'Brien's and Tropical Isle and all those spots, I, I, I would have helped the economy last night, as I do every trip in New Orleans, but was not to be. Obviously, look, when the enactments came out a little bit ago, not good news for the Bears, okay? Let's be very honest here. I mean, there was hope that Jalen Johnson was going to find a way to play. He was limited all week. He was questionable. He is inactive. That's bad. Buster Screen, we knew he was out. And then yesterday, uh, the Bears uh, declaring, downgrading Roquan Smith and Darnell Mooney from questionable to out, as most of us thought was going to happen. These are very um, discouraging developments. And then you factor in the Saints having all the firepower back, uh, notably Alvin Kamara, I mean, 21 total touchdowns. And then you take Roquan Smith out of the mix, who's your best coverage linebacker, and you could just see, guys, uh, there's a real chance for a lot of mismatches today that are going to favor the Saints. So it's, it's exciting to be on the brink of another playoff game for the Bears, but, boy, if they were to find a way to win this game, um, given the guys they're missing and the way they've been playing, uh, that would be quite the accomplishment. So if you're Chuck Pagano today, J.D., um, how do you mitigate this uh, this Saints offense? And, and Fred, we're not just talking about it. You go down the list of all the guys are getting back, and even when they haven't had them, they've been at, you know able to average 30 points uh, uh, per game this season. So they just plug in parts, and that speaks to Sean Payton's coaching job, I suppose. Is is Chuck co- coaching for his Bears uh, coaching career today, or is that overstating it? Is is he the one on the hot seat if the defense falls apart or continues to be as shaky as it's been recently? 
certainly hasn't been a great year defensively, Brian. I mean, it began on a good note, and then they've really slumped here lately. Um, I don't know. You know, that's a great question. I mean, it'd be the second year for Pagano here replacing Big Fangio. Um, last year, they were pretty good. They weren't as good as 2018, but they weren't terrible. Um, this year, again, they haven't been terrible, but they've really kind of fallen off. I don't, I don't know sort of what changes would be made um, if everyone comes. I, I think the head coach is going to come back. I don't know. He's, there, there hasn't been really an offseason where he hasn't made, Brian, some pretty big changes right. to his coaching yeah. staff. So, I mean, that happens. It's very routine. And, and I guess if, if that were to happen, you look offensively, and most of these new coaches just got here last year. I mean, I don't think you would move on from, let's say, just like a Bill Lazor, a Juan Castillo, uh, DiFilippo after one year. That would seem to be a, a bit premature, plus the money they're owed on the balance of their contracts. Uh, Pagano, I know, is making some pretty good money. I, I would say this. I don't think he'll sleep well tonight if they go out there and look bad here. I mean, I'm not trying to play the role of Chuck Pagano on the show here, but I mean, I think it's pretty simple. Two things have to happen. The guy to hit breeze easier said than done. The ball comes out so quick. I get, I get, it's not like an, it's not like an easy thing. Well, they just got to knock them down. Well, all right. Yeah. It's hard to get to them, but they got to find a way and they got to find a way um, with the pass rush. They got to find a way with the Keem Hicks, with Bilal Nichols, Guys like that. Uh, Khalil Mack's got to be a star today. Can't just be average. Fred's guy. He's yeah. got to show up. He's got to be a game wrecker. That's what he's paid to be. And that's what he has not been this year far too many games. And then if they have the opportunities, they got to capitalize, unlike last week. Matt Nagy guy's been a real point on the Zoom calls multiple times this week, bringing up all those dropped interceptions. Drew Brees usually, guys, will give you one or two chances per game, right? I mean, we've watched him play, especially this year, near the end of his career. they got to capitalize. they got to make those plays. You can't drop interceptions if you want to win a game on the road against the Saints in the playoffs. So um, I think there's, it's a lot of – it's a very tense time right now for the defense. But I'm just telling you, I mean, I know that, you know, Screen and Johnson, those are huge losses. But uh, Roquan Smith, to me, is, the, is just the biggest because he's their most versatile defender. Um, he's their best coverage guy as a linebacker. And the Saints, I'm sure, are salivating at the chance uh, to put other linebackers out there in pass coverage who are nowhere near as talented as Roquan Smith. J.D., um, Jackson has no interceptions. Kyle Fuller has one this year. Have the op- Has the opposition gone away from Fuller because they were able to pick on Jalen Johnson, Buster Screen in the slot and things like that? Has, have they not attacked Kyle Fuller's side that much? I think there was certainly some, some validity to that, Fred, for much of the year. I think there was a sense that, hey, Kyle Fuller's playing well. Remember, he was tackling very well earlier this year. Yeah. It wasn't like we weren't. You weren't saying his name. He came up. He had some big hit. Had that big hit against in Tennessee um, that kept the Titans out of the end. Sure. The Bears lost that game, uh, but he came up and made a pretty big play. Um, I think there was the you know, you know let's attack the, the rookie here. Let's 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 see what we can do against him. So I think probably Jalen Johnson got the inordinate uh, number of targets his way. But Kyle Fuller has given up some completions here. I mean, there there teams are, have still tested him. Okay, and uh, he just for whatever reason hasn't. Hasn't, hasn't made the plays. I, I, I hesitate to say that that just because the interception total is where it's at, that he's had a bad year. I don't, I don't 
feel that way. But I mean, again, when you are, you know, paid the way he's paid, uh, people expect to see takeaways. And, and that just hasn't happened enough, not just from him. How about, how about Eddie Jackson, guys, right. in safety? I mean, here's a guy making, you know, one of the highest paid safeties in the league, and he's very hit or miss, very hit or miss. So I just think overall they just need more consistency and then they, they just need big plays on defense. Um, I think it's, it's very weird to go into a game feeling like maybe the Bears' offense is better positioned to play better than the defense. And I feel like that is, again, for the second straight week, how a lot of people feel. I don't think anyone expects the Bears' offense to light the world on fire, but the group that's playing a little more consistently right now has been that offense, and that really just kind of shows you the kind of funk the defense has been in the best row. But they didn't show up. Uh, the offense showed up one drive, the opening drive against Green Bay. So all that talk about feasting off of the bottom feeders of, of defenses in the NFL for three weeks was validated to a degree yep. last week. So, I, I mean, is that is that really what this offense is, is about? It can, it can play well, just like the Bears. The Bears have a great record against uh, teams with losing records, but when you get teams at 500 or better, uh, it's not it, it's not impressive at all. It's pretty That's, bad. Brian, they haven't been impressive against good teams. They just haven't. I mean, there's there's nothing to say that, that today they just snap their fingers and everything gets fixed. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think what they look at today is, okay, they know that they are undermanned on defense, and they know the Saints are getting back Camaro and Michael Thomas and all these guys, right? I think what they're going to do is they're going to try to work that clock and they are gonna. It's gonna be dink and dunk, and it's gonna be like you saw early against the Packers. They just want to keep the Saints' offense on the sidelines as long as they can, and pray that if they do march down the field and get in the red zone, that unlike all the other games against good teams, they actually score touchdowns and not field goals today. That's I. I believe that's what they feel is their best shot, is to just try to milk that clock, run the ball, dink and dunk quick release, get the ball out quick with Trubisky, you know, boot him out, stuff like let him run some. Um, but that doesn't, doesn't speak to like a, you know, like a dominant, uh, you know, offense or, you know, just aggressive offensive attack. I don't think the Bears feel like they can win that way. I think they feel like they have to be very conservative on offense uh, to give themselves a chance. And I think you'll see probably the play calling, certainly early on when it's close, reflective of that conservative style. J.D., five or six weeks ago, we were sitting here talking about, okay, Pace will probably be gone, Nagy will probably be gone. This was all before the three-game winning streak. And now this week, a couple times, I've been talking about it's very difficult to let a coach go who's never had a losing record with the team. And then someone was trying to say, well, if they lose this game, he will have a losing record. That doesn't count. The postseason doesn't count. But, you know, when you're 12-4, you're 8-8, and 8-8, eight and eight, eight and eight, um, you know, Lovey had nine seasons. He had only three that were below 500 seasons. He got let go after a 10 and six season, but that was coming to an end. Do you think there's any possible way that they change either Nagy or Pace after this game, no matter what happens? I think there's a possibility. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. I'm going to give, give you the most important record right now. Yeah. You know, everyone gives you their numbers and their stats. Okay. Here's the record to me heading into today that matters above all else. One and six. You know what that signifies, Fred? One and six? No. That's the record against playoff teams this year. Okay. Yeah. One and yep. six. And they're probably close to being one and seven before the day's all done, right? So now, how can anyone tell me with a straight face 
that the arrow for the Bears is pointed in the right direction. When you go potentially one in seven against playoff teams and lose potentially eight of your last 11. Brad, I don't, ah. who, who in the world can feel ultra safe? Now, I do think, again, that I think Nagy has a lot of advantages. I think age, I think time on the job. I think, you know, the record is, is, is not bad. You know, right. um, he does do a lot of things. We talk about this on the show. I think he handles the team pretty well. Not everyone is going to love you. There's always going to be the Kyle Longs of the world that sniff at <laughs> you. And, you know, him and Trubisky, I'm sure, hate each other after everything that's gone down. Whatever, right? It's business. Sometimes you're going to have some, some, uh, some you know, relationships are going to get ruffled there, right? But, I mean, I think you could probably find more reasons to keep him. Now, if you're going to tell me that the franchise is positioned for this big year in 2021, I'm going to call you a liar. Because they're not. What have they shown you? They got some younger players. Right. I mean, that's, that's good. You know, now that Montgomery's kicking it in, you know, they've got Darnell Mooney. They've got Roquan Smith. Um, they, you know, they got some younger guys that are playing okay. Uh, but still, like, you're going to tell me if they go out there today and lose badly, are you guys going to feel like this thing is going in the right direction heading into 2021 season? No. 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 And I'll, and I'll use that 1-7 record to back all that up because – if you can't beat the playoff teams, what's the point? What is the point of any of this? If you're just going to lose to the good teams and, you know, beat the bad ones, that's only going to take you so far. And they're lucky it took them this far, quite frankly. It could have easily ended last week, you know? So, so I, I, don't, I hate, I hate think, thinking that no matter what happens, it's all good. Because I could find just as many reasons to tell you it's not all good. And, and they got some serious changes they're going to have to make and some of the tough decisions to go through here, regardless of the fact that they actually qualified and backed into a playoff game. Well, in that same vein, J.D., Robert Quinn has done next to nothing this year. I know he's got big money committed again next year. Do they say goodbye to him, or do they say, well, we got to get something out of him, he sticks around no matter what happens today? I mean, if he comes up with the, the game of, of his season, you know, all's forgiven if the Bears win because Robert Quinn had a big hand in it. But what, what do you do with him? Brian, that deal is fully guaranteed next year. Yep. Pulling up the contract right now since I have it in front of me right now. So here's multiple prongs of problems here. So that deal – um, is a, his base salary next year is $11.5 million guaranteed. Um, so that's fully guaranteed. Now the salary cap is coming down, right? So, I mean, you really got to be careful. Can you really carry dead money? You really can't carry dead money. And there's a lot of dead money, not just because of the base salary, but also because the signing bonus is also prorated. So there's a lot of problems there. So that's a bad deal. That I don't know how you take it off the books because the cap's going down. And I hate to pile on Khalil Mack because he is a great player. He is a superstar. But he's got to play like a superstar. You know, his cap number is $26.646 million next year. I mean, this is more, right? And now you've got tough decisions to make because Allen Robinson's coming off the books. you got to do something to quarterback, even if it is bringing back Trubisky, which I still cannot believe that's what they're going to do. That's going to cost some money. Now, Nick Foles. He's on the books for like $6 million next year as far as everything, salary cap, everything, okay? So, I mean, that's one option. 
to have him as a backup, but who's your starting quarterback? So that's why I'm saying, like, it's, it's not it, – there's a lot of big decisions that have to be made. And if you don't feel like after six years the franchise is headed in the right direction, are you confident that the people in charge right now are the ones you want to have making that decision? Maybe it's out of your hands. Maybe you've just lost too much money because of COVID. We're too deep into this now. Everyone's already interviewing for GMs and, and stuff, and you're at the back of the line, and you know your job is not very attractive because you don't have the quarterback, unlike a place, you know, some of these other openings right now that do have um, quarterbacks already in place. And maybe you decide ultimately that you don't do anything. But to say that that decision should be reached easily, see, that's where I, I think that's, that's wrong because you, you can't tell me that that can be an easy decision based on everything that's happened and where this is all going, that everyone is guaranteed to come back next year. I think regardless, there'll be at least one change. How high up that goes, whatever they do, we'll see. Um, but after a year like this, if they end up losing today, losing eight of your last 11, I don't know how anyone feels good about where this thing is headed. J.D., as we let you go, the difference between you and Khalil Mack is you're a superstar and you bring it every week. No, the difference is about <laughs> about six commas in our <laughs> annual salary. Okay, okay. So well, no no superstar too. here. Hey, listen, it is the NFL. Let me just say, it is the NFL, and crazy things happen, okay? Who yeah. would have thought that Taylor Heineke would have played the way he played for Washington last night and made that a very fun game against the Bucks? all right? No one is saying the Bears have no shot to win. Right. It just would seem like it's it's not trending in the right direction given – the absences, given the matchups, yep. and just given kind of how this team plays against um, playoff caliber teams this year. That's what I'm saying. J.D., no doubt we'll hear you on the post game and again tomorrow. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll do this again next week. Hey, now that would be something. That would be it a, sure would a be. New Year miracle right there. It sure would if, be. Uh, we're talking tomorrow uh, with Bears, <laughs> Packers, and Lambeau Field. So they, maybe we'll get to that point. Uh, that'd be something. Yeah, I'll there you, you go. Guys. Take it easy. Jeff Dickerson, as always, brought to you by Miller Lite. Points Bet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet. Download the Points Bet app. Do it now. Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner, we come back. We'll take a, a listen to the Bears season in review right here on ESPN 1000. We're heading to kickoff on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Bears talk continues right after the game. Join us for the Bears postgame show with Jeff Meller and Howard Griffin. And Bears Monday begins at 7 a.m. with the new morning show, Cap and J. Hood. This is ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Welcome back to the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Bears and Saints getting ready to go at it down at the Superdome in about 25 minutes. Don't forget, as soon as the game is over, Jeff Meller, Howard Griffith with the postgame show right here on ESPN 1000. As we leave you, let's take a look and a listen back to the Chicago Bears season as we saw it in the year 2020. This game and the season's underway. Pulling teeth in the dentist chair the way the Bears are trying to get their offense going today. Seven seconds to go. Stafford downfield and his pass is dropped by Swift. He was in the end zone. The rookie running back, DeAndre Swift, could not hold on. That would have been the touchdown to put the Lions in front. Wow. Giants and Bears today. Trubisky steps up. Steps back. Trubisky will air it out. End zone. 
makes the connection with Mooney. Mitch Trubisky cashes in. Trubisky throws it. Oh, he's the offensive lineman, Messi. What a chain of events here for Chicago. The Chicago Bears escape. They hold off the New York Giants 17-13, the final at Soldier Field. The Falcons have won a toss, elected to defer. The Biscuit's pass is picked off. Ray Wilson comes up with the interception for Atlanta. Looks like Foles is going to come in. Trubisky all the way away from the offense. Usually when someone's that far away, you know he's not going to get in. And they need the spark right said, now. Nick is up. And, uh, and, and that, that was that. So the situation sucks. The pass is caught in the end zone for a touchdown by Anthony Miller. The Chicago Bears take the lead with a minute 53 seconds remaining. I had explained to Anthony that if I do happen to kill it, I'm going to throw it to the L. Chicago won the toss. They defer. So it's the Bucks on offense to start the night. Fourth down and five. Brady passes broken up, incomplete, and the Chicago Bears are going to take over. I don't know, Brady. I think he, the way Brady reacted and hold up his fort, I think he thought it was third down. If Brady's still standing out there, but that's fourth down, and it's Chicago's ball, and that's the end of the night. And there may be some confusion out on the field. Brady's finally being told that's it. As we get set for the Carolina Panthers and the Chicago Bears goal from the nine. Foles looking to the end zone. He throws and the catch is made for a touchdown by the rookie out of Notre Dame, Cole Komet. His second reception of the season, his first score. Bridgewater on first down. Throws it is picked off. DeAndre Houston Carson. Comes up with the interception to put an exclamation point on this game for the Chicago Bears. We were talking to Nick Foles yesterday, and he said, you know, sometimes play calls come in, and I know that I don't have time to execute that play call. And, you know, I'm the one out here getting hit. Sometimes the, the guy calling the plays, Matt Nagy, he doesn't know how much time there is back here. And so that's something that they have to get worked out. Second and four from the nine. Bowles looking back at the end zone, and it's intercepted. Troy Hill tipped the ball, and Taylor Rapp on the interception. Worst possible scenario for the Bears. We'll continue to simplify as much as we can so that we can play fast and play better. The New Orleans Saints and the Chicago Bears today on Fox. Illusion of the play, personal foul, unnecessary roughness, number 83. Number 83, because of his actions, has disqualified himself from further participation. In a 35-yard drive. Good snap, good hold. Ball game. Saints win it in overtime, 26-23. I appreciate everybody's opinions and thoughts, suggestions, but um, I think that there's a lot more to it. William Powers spins and scores. The Bears trying to make something happen. They're going to blitz Roquan Smith. But the line does a good job. They pick it up, trap blocking, and then this is just poor tackling. This is the Bears' defense basically giving up here. 199th meeting of this great rivalry in the books, and it's another one for the Packers. Who have-
have their 100th win over the Chicago Bears. Mitchell Trubisky in trouble. It's a strip. Wow. The ball is out. The ball is out inside the 10-yard line. A strip sack, and it's recovered by the Lions. Obviously, I lost the ball. I was trying to take care of the football, and it was just an unfortunate situation. Adrian Peterson, full head of steam, turned for the goal line and fights his way in for the touchdown, and the Detroit Lions take the lead with 137 to play. Oh, I think it'll be pretty easy to block it out. I'm excited about the game, uh, playing against Deshaun and, and the Texans. And it's a foot race down the sideline. Jackson in pursuit. Brad in pursuit. He's gone to the house. 80-yard touchdown run. I think we're starting to create an identity. You're feeling it. You're seeing it on the scoreboard. A lot of special players through the years in this rivalry that goes back to 1961. Between the Bears and the Vikings, first down from the 14 of Minnesota. Trying to get more. It's Montgomery who has a hole. Montgomery to the end zone. What a run for the Bears. And a touchdown. Will to win. Who wants it the most? Vikings need a Hail Mary from Cousins in the end zone. Tipped in the air and intercepted. Intercepted. Sharon McManus. And the Bears have sealed it. You know, this is a team that, since I've been here, uh, we understand the significance of division games. And we've done pretty well against Detroit. We've done pretty well against Minnesota as a team. And, you know, we, we really have one win against the Packers. So that's a significant number for us that we want to improve on. Bears coming with the blitz. Rodgers sees it, floats it down the middle, and is caught. Valdez scaling, going to go all the way. Touchdown, Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, four more touchdown passes, and the Packers on their way to the first round. Bye. The good news is for Bears fans is that the Rams are about to win. And that means with the Arizona loss, the Bears will be in, even though they're going to lose this game. Anything can happen once you get in the playoffs. Anything, especially this year.